0: This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, if you've tried to fill your gas tank recently, you've probably noticed the record high price of gasoline. I think yesterday a new average uh, record was set at $4.36. Now, usually, at least in the course of my lifetime, whenever energy prices for things like fossil fuels start going up, we hear a lot of people start talking about nuclear power. Uh, nuclear power, according to the proponents of it, Is a way for people that uh, is a way to avoid greenhouse gas emissions. It's a way to uh, not have to deal with uh, drilling or things of that nature. But are there other implications? Well, very interesting story in the New York Post the other day focusing on the nuclear nightmare that almost took out the East coast. I'm sure you've heard the term Three Mile Island. You may even know a little bit about what happened, but I'm guessing you don't know all the players. And there's a new docuseries on Netflix which deals extensively with this. And um, I was very, very in the dark about some of the important people who made this possible. Not only the uh, people that uh, handled the cleanup and things of that nature, but some of the whistleblowers involved here. One of the people that's featured in this Netflix documentary and was featured in this New York Post article is Tom Devine. He is a lawyer, an investigator, a lobbyist, a teacher, and an advocate for whistleblower rights. He's also the legal director at the nonprofit Government Accountability Project. Kind enough to join me this morning. Tom, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Thanks for having me. Uh, Tom, before we uh, discuss Three Mile Island, what exactly is the Government Accountability Project? What do you guys do?
1: Uh, we're a nonprofit, uh, nonpartisan organization that helps whistleblowers. Uh, we we're lawyers and we defend them against retaliation all the way up to the Supreme Court. Um, uh, we investigate their charges and help make a difference, which is the whole point of uh, that exercising freedom of speech. Uh, we fight all the time to get stronger whistleblower rights and laws. And we, Led, led the charge for about 38 laws that have been passed from Washington, D.C. to the United Nations. And, and we teach at law school clinic and put up books and survival guides um, so uh, other whistleblowers can learn learn the lessons. Uh,
0: yeah, actually it was uh, Ralph Nader that first brought you to my attention. And uh, as I'm sure you're aware, he's a big admirer of what uh, what you guys are doing. So uh, I think that's uh, that's certainly great. A- explain to folks who may not be fully appreciative of the importance of whistleblowers in private sector companies, why they're so important. Why is protecting whistleblowers and safeguarding whistleblower rights such an important thing to do?
1: Well, it, it works in both directions. Um, in terms of protecting the public, uh, it's it gives us a chance to be warned about and expose and stop abuses of power by large corporations that could cause social catastrophes, like the Three Mile Island cleanup that almost led to a complete meltdown. Certainly the the corporations were, were willing to risk it. Um, uh, it it can get horrible, dangerous drugs off the market that haven't been properly tested. Uh, um, You know, whistleblowers, they're they're the eyes and ears of the public. And, you know, ignorance is vulnerability. Um, We need to know uh, they have control of our lives, what's actually going on. Uh, But they're also a benefit to the companies. Um, uh, The studies have shown that whistleblowers are responsible for exposing and catching more fraud against corporations than internal audit departments, compliance departments, and law enforcement combined. Um, And companies that actually listen to the messenger instead of trying to kill them, um, they have um, fewer um, uh, fewer findings of uh, illegality by Mm. the government, fewer lawsuits against them, and the lawsuits they have are settled uh, for much more modest terms. Uh, This is a win-win for everybody except those who are relying on abuses of power sustained by secrecy.
0: In the cases that you've observed, even if it's ones that your group hasn't necessarily handled, how often do corporations embrace and try to ameliorate the concerns of the whistleblower, and how often do they, as you termed it, try to kill them?
1: Well, um, unfortunately... um, Companies that have worked constructively with whistleblowers are are more the exception than the rule. Um, But those that have have had outstanding results. And that's the reason why uh, the Association of Certified Broad Auditors and PricewaterhouseCoopers in a global survey found that whistleblowers are a resource to corporations um, if they don't retaliate. All
0: right. Let's talk a little bit about the Three Mile Island situation. If people are a little rusty on their history from the late 1970s or if they weren't born yet at the time, give us a a quick refresher course of exactly what happened at Three Mile Island.
1: No, they had um, a combination of a technical breakdown and human error that led to uh, a partial meltdown, which means they they lost control of the radiation uh, at the plant uh, and couldn't shut it down. Uh, And uh, it wasn't a complete disaster like at Chernobyl or Fukushima, but um, it came mighty close, and there was a lot of radiation released, and in the aftermath, They had a humongous cleanup job to do. Um, They had a a reactor vessel head, which was the molten rubble of the the core of the nuclear power plant, Uh, 200 tons and had to be uh, removed. It was, you know, uh, emitting radiation all over the place. Uh, And um, that meant relying on a a polar crane um, that was capable of doing the job if it worked. Uh, but its brakes and electrical system had been totaled in the accident, um, uh, and the, the company running the cleanup uh, operation, the Bechtel Corporation, uh, in order to get a speedy cleanup bonus, multi-million dollar bonus for a fast cleanup, so we don't have time to do load tests. In other words, checking if the crane actually could carry weight, uh, and they decided just to take a chance, make a gamble um uh, all of the 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 leaders of the cleanup who are conducting it. So we can't we can't do this. This is illegal, um and it's liable to risk a complete meltdown, which will take up the east coast. And um they got nowhere.
0: And um, this is in the Three Mile Island power plant. The nuclear power plant was in Pennsylvania. So a, a disaster, a Three Mile Island, could have had much wider implications and ramifications for the whole East Coast, couldn't it?
1: Oh, it would have taken out Philadelphia, um, uh, Boston, uh, New York City, Baltimore,
0: Washington, D.C. Um, for years. And, and why didn't it? What What went right, I guess, in this particular instance? what went right is that there's nothing more powerful
1: than the truth. if It's exposed effectively. Um, uh, Rick Parks, who was uh, running the procedures for the cleanup and was the, um, the pioneer whistleblower, uh, um, uh, contacted us at Government Accountability Project. We, um, there was less than a week before the, the reactor vessel had was going to be lifted um, uh, with the suspect polar crane. And uh, we spent 40 out of 48 hours preparing a 55-page statement uh, with all the evidence and documents and um, filed a lawsuit um, two days before the the cleanup, um, had a press conference, a dueling press conference with Bechtel and General Public Utilities that drew more attention to it, and um, the NRC decided they'd better wait and get the real fix before they allowed this to go forward. Um, And um, that led to the beginning of the end of the cover-up. And basically the saving of the East Coast, um, because there was congressional hearings, um, the company couldn't defend itself. The NRC resident inspector was basically uh, in bed with the utility, um, couldn't defend what had happened. Um, uh, There was a major NRC investigation that came out of it, and uh, they found that cleanup was systematically illegal. um, But um, six months after uh, Rick Parks and the other whistleblowers. ...exposed the truth um, in order it to be redone from scratch, um, which it was. And there was hundreds of repairs made on the polar crane uh, over the next year. Um, It passed all the load tests, and it still, when it lifted the reactor vessel, froze numerous times, including a sustained period over half an hour. Um, So I shudder to think what would have happened if they had tried to rely on that thing without doing a year's worth of work Mm. that the whistleblowers exposed.
0: Uh, So the role, and people just, Junior, we're talking with Tom Devine. He is with the Government Accountability Project. The role of the Government Accountability Project as it relates to Three Mile Island was protecting uh, Rick Parks and these other whistleblowers that came forward to call shenanigans, basically, on uh, not only what the utility was doing, but what the folks involved in the cleanup were doing.
1: Um, that's right. Uh, and then to help Rick make a difference, we represented him about the investigations, um, took more statements and uh, other witnesses and supporting information and funneled it to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. And you got to roll up your sleeves and do the hard work, um, not just sound the alarm. Hmm.
0: uh and it, it, this um Netflix documentary has a lot of people sort of revisiting the whole issue of nuclear power. I know you're in uh one of the episodes yet. I haven't seen this docu this docu series. In your role, is this docu series worth seeing? Have you seen it?
1: Oh, it's it was educational for me even though I was immersed even though in a pile of it. Uh, yeah, and, um uh it's it tells um Uh, A vital part, not only of American history, but how important freedom of speech is, Um, um, just not only for democracy, to prevent disasters which threaten our society. Um, uh, If it weren't for Rick Parks uh, and the other whistleblowers at at Three Mile Island, God knows what would have happened. Um, uh, We need these people as our voices. And and I want to make a pitch right now to your listeners. Um, Congress is at a crossroads to modernize the whistleblower rights, which have become badly outdated, what used to be like the pioneer rights are now the dinosaur rights compared to the rest of the world, Um, for uh, civil service workers, uh, for government contractors, and for NRC and DOE employees, as well as for law enforcement officers to fight police abuses. Um, Your listeners should be getting in touch with their congresspeople and telling them to support these whistleblower reforms. Um, we need them for law enforcement, NRC and DOE employees, civil service employees, government contractors. And we get those uh, and we'll have a lot more uh, victories for uh, victories for the truth.
0: And what exactly would that legislation do? Aside from strengthen the role of the whistleblower, how specifically would it benefit future whistleblowers? The
1: benefit would be by getting the whistleblowers access to Um, jury trials in federal court to defend their rights, where justice would be determined by the citizens that the whistleblowers uh, are purporting to defend when they risk their careers. Right now, um, civil service employees, um, NRC and DOE employees, um, um, they have to go before administrative boards that are very vulnerable to political pressure. It's not a good day in court. And the police officers, they go by internal units within their own departments that they blew the whistle on. To seek justice um, uh, there's just not a safe channel for the truth
0: Interesting. Hey, uh, before we before we end the conversation, I have to get your take on the role of nuclear energy in general. We haven't seen a new nuclear power plant open in this country in decades, and uh, we've seen some nuclear power plants, including Indian Point right here in New York state, actually uh, actually close or prepare to close. In, in your view, what are the long term prospects of nuclear power in this country or in the world? Well, we've
1: got a a few problems that really have to be solved before it's responsible to rely on this. Um, One is what to do with all the radioactive waste. Um, It's a huge number of whistleblowers um, and leaks of radioactive waste out in uh, Hanford, Washington, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, We don't know what to do with it. Um, Second thing is how to safeguard it against terrorist and and war uh, uh, incidents. We saw a close call recently in Ukraine uh, when the war broke out. Um, these things are very, very dangerous. And strike three is the human factor. Um, nuclear power has always been a very impressive advanced technology um, in the abstract uh, if, it's, if it's done as it's designed um, but the human factor of uh, skipping the safety tests, having substandard materials, um, um, uh, um, cutting corners, um, cheating. Um, a lot of these nuclear power plants were, you know, built like it was a New Jersey construction company, you know, cheating on the highways. Mm. Uh, you can't do that. Um, the stakes are just too high. Uh, so um, I'm pessimistic whether it's ever going to be responsible. Uh, and it's unfortunate uh, because it's impressive technology.
0: Interesting. Well, uh, I appreciate the time this morning. I hope we could talk again soon. Uh, thanks for your great work on behalf of whistleblowers. And uh, I'll look forward to checking out this documentary. Oh, by the way, the, do- the name of the documentary, I don't have it in front of me. What is-, what is it? It's called Meltdown. 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 I will absolutely be checking that out. Tom Devine, thanks so much for the time this morning. Thanks for having me. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, give me a call. 1-800-848-WABC. It's 1-800-848-9222. You shudder to think about what would have happened if things went the other way. Uh, a nuclear meltdown affecting the whole East Coast. My goodness. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Straight ahead.